saying the woman found dead in a car on I-65 early this morning was shot to death. They say she is Sierra Reed, 29 years old, from Illinois. Police say she was the only person found in an SUV pulled off near the guardrail around 4 this morning, right near the Zionsville-Whitestown exit in Boone County. According to police, this is now a homicide investigation. They ask anyone with information to contact police. A little more than an hour ago, of course, they reopened that road on I-65 North in Boone County. We'll keep you updated on WishTV.com. Hey guys, welcome to Positive Vibes Podcast. I am your host, Tiara Lee, and make sure you guys follow us at Positive Vibes Radio on IG, or you can follow me, Tiara underscore Lee, and that's T-E-A-I-R-A underscore Lee. So today is a special episode. This is episode two, which is entitled Justice for Sierra Reed. And for those who don't know, Sierra Reed is my sister. Um, So this is a little personal and this is a little emotional episode. Um, I have my nephew. He is a guest today, Corian Reed. And today we will be discussing life after death, let us live, and we also have been encouraging anyone with information to just to call in and and to speak, to speak, because there is a lot of families who don't have justice for their loved one, and it's sad. It could be your family, you know, you just, you never know. So, This episode is special to me. This is Justice for Sierra Reed. And it's definitely a a movement. And it's definitely um, something close to my heart. And it hits you different when it hits home. So with just, uh, I don't even know how to start this. But I'm going to introduce my nephew, Corian Reed. So Corian, say hi. Hey, my name is Corianne And tell them who you are. I'm Sierra, son. Exactly. This is my nephew. This is my sister's son. And um, she had three boys, and Corianne is the oldest. So, uh, before we um, came on the podcast, I definitely had to say a prayer, and I definitely, you know, had to make sure that my nephew was emotionally stable to do the episode because it's still fairly new. You know, it never gets old, and this just happened on November the third. So we really just we we really want to just bring awareness to what's going on around us, and I'm encouraging anyone who knows anything to just speak. There, there, there's flyers going up. If you have any information, call. You can leave a tip anony- anonymously. Um, just speak. That's all we're asking. And I'm asking also for you guys to keep the Reed family encouraged and keep them, keep us in your prayers. Um, I know I go by Tierra Lee, and for those who know me, my last name is Reed too. So you know, just, just keep us encourage and keep us in your prayers as well so for you Corian um and just for other other children that's your age you're 13 right yes right and so how has 
life been for you since your mother passed away? Uh, it's been good and bad. Sometimes I try not to think about it, but sometimes, you know, you can't just forget about it. But I try not to think about that. I try to think about, like, the positive things and the good memories we had with each other. Yeah. And I try to keep myself busy. You try to keep yourself busy. That's good. So what do you do to, like, try to take your mind off of it? Uh, I recently stopped playing a game. But now I work with my uncle. And I, uh, I like to move around. Not just to be cooped up in the house and stuff and keep myself busy. Uh, help my grandma do things around the house. Go places. Try to go outside. Play ba- basketball and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, let's just go back to the day of November 3rd when it first happened. Um, I remember you FaceTiming me with the babysitter. Right? Yes. Uh, this was early in the morning. Like at six or six, around six in the morning. Six in the morning, and I just remember getting my, my a bunch of like my phone kept ringing. I kept getting calls, and I I was sleeping. I didn't know who was calling me, and you uh, was FaceTiming me uh, with the babysitter. And I think that memory is always gonna be stuck in my head to this day. Um, I'm just, I can't get that out of my head, you know, uh, when you found out and you were FaceTiming me, um, how did you, how did you, you find out, Corian? Well, they really ain't tell me what was happening, and like, day before I had gotten in trouble, so I didn't really, I wasn't allowed to have my phone, and I'm so thankful she left my phone on her dresser, because usually she take it with her, but she left it on her dresser. So uh, I went to go get my phone and called my auntie because really nobody else was answering because it was early in the morning. I didn't know what was going on. I just thought Rico had to go, and my mama wasn't coming back yet or something like that. But I heard him downstairs talking to uh, my grandma, and he was telling her, like, you know, what happened. And then I remember when I called my auntie and gave him the phone, and all I remember is I, I heard her breaking down. So that's how I knew it happened. Well, you had the auntie you referring to as who? Me? Yes, Tierra. Yeah. So when you called me and you were crying, was it when the uh, Rico got the news because the police, you overheard them talking? No, I never heard the police talking. He woke me up out of my sleep. And then, um, and then you know, he didn't want to tell me what was going on. So I had I was just I was just listening to what everybody was talking about. And later on I found out what was happening. Now how did you feel when you got the news? I felt like I didn't know I didn't even know how I really felt. It was like missed emotion. I didn't even think it was real myself. I didn't, I didn't think it was real. And and I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't know how to feel. I I wasn't crying. I wasn't crying or nothing. That's that's not a good thing, but I wasn't crying because I didn't know how to feel. Well, yeah. It don't, it doesn't. It still sometimes don't feel real. But what you, when I seen your face in a FaceTime and you were 
tears was coming from your eyes. I didn't know what had happened when you FaceTimed me, you remember? Yeah. And you were crying. So at that moment, you started crying, right? Yes. So at that moment, you just start, I mean, it started to feel real to you then? No, it all felt like a dream, like a bad dream. So, you feel like basketball and, and just is helping take your man off of it or just keeping yourself busy like the game or helping your grandma or working with your uncles and being around your, your you, cousin. You, when stuff like that happening, that really don't take your mind off it. What take your mind off it is like hang, being around people. Like, I don't want to be alone. Like, I don't, like when I'm in my uncle's house, I don't like to sleep alone. I like to sleep in the bed with him. That that help you a lot when you're around somebody. Definitely somebody funny help you a lot. Yeah, they do. You laugh a lot. Yeah. You know, Cora, you always like to play and, and crack jokes and, and, and do the most with your cousins. Yeah. So when did it feel real to you? When uh when I seen her when I seen her in that casket. I think the funeral, yeah, when we went to the funeral home, I think that's when it hit home for everybody. And and I didn't know at that moment what to feel or what to say or what to do. I think a lot of people didn't know what to say to me or my family or my nephews too much. Um, It definitely was a shock to our life, to our body, just to your soul, to your mind. It's like the clock is ticking, but it's like at that moment, it felt like the clock stopped ticking. Like everything just froze up, you know. And I remember us sitting in a funeral home and just breaking down. I think that's when you hit your breaking point, right? When I hit my breaking point was when I seen Matt crying in the car. It really hurt me a lot. Never seen my grandma cry. Yeah. I think that was a touching moment for all of us, yes. My mother, guys, yes, she is a a strong woman. And you really don't see her break like that. And you, you really don't. But I think this was so unexpected, especially because my grandmother is sick. I think we probably was preparing more for my grandmother because she has dementia and she has like so many things going on with her and she's been in and out the hospital and it's crazy because it's like it hit me one day like I think she's gonna be okay and probably outlive a lot of us you know it just never hit me that it would be somebody that I'm close to and that I'm always around like my sister that's that was like November November the third was like the worst day of our lives. And when my sister passed, a week later my cousin passed, and then a week after her baby passed. So we dealt with a triple triple deaths in a in a month's time. And I think that would take a toll on anybody's family. And with the, the difference and I feel like with my sister is she was she she was she didn't die from a natural cause 
she died because someone took her life and that's that's very selfish and I feel like it's hurtful and at the same time at the same time it makes you angry to know that somebody and not God somebody took her life and she has kids she has family she has friends that love her she has people around her that love her and she she was a loving person and i just i think we will probably never really understand until we get justice and somebody speaks up yes the police we have the police and and they say they're working on her case and they would I don't know what they're working off of or what they have so far, but we're praying that um, justice is served and that the person or persons behind this definitely, um, I'm just, I'm really praying that God just reveals, honestly, because hurt people hurt people. And at the, the same time, you hurt her, you just hurt her family. And I'm a I'm a firm believer that you reap what you sow. So what you put out to the world, I am a firm believer that what you put out is what you will get back. So if you're putting out hurt and pain and, and you want to take somebody's life, what do you expect is going to happen with your life? Do you feel like that you're going to just go live a happy life? Or I'm wondering how do you sleep at night knowing that you did what you did? And... You want to talk, let's talk about the funeral, the the burial, when your baby brother was at the casket. You remember that? Yes. You want to explain how he was at the casket? Yes. Uh, When when, when we were about to leave, he didn't want to leave. And he, he just kept his hand on the casket. He didn't want to move his hand, nothing. Every time we made him move, he started crying. And I feel like they had a, it had a connection because he didn't want to move at all. He just wanted to keep his hands on it. Yeah, he was. He was. And he was clapping and he was, yeah, he just, it was like he was just playing at the casket, like he was playing with an angel. And how old is your brother, Corian? My brother is one year old, the youngest. The youngest is one. And how old is your middle brother? My middle brother is seven. Seven years old. And my seven-year-old nephew lost his father two years ago. See, and she was still grieving about that. He lost his dad. His dad was gunned down in Miami. And it's just sad when you just see kids. And then you see kids without a mother, without a father. And I feel like we should count our blessings because we wake up every day worried about the things we don't have. And here I am about to get emotional. And it's like, what about the things you do have? And then to hear my nephew say that he tried to think positive. You have a 13-year-old saying he tried to wake up and not think about it. He's trying to think positive. You know, he's trying to make light out of a situation that was so dark. We all should count our blessings, especially if you still have your mother, if you still have your father, if you're still breathing today, if you have love surrounded around you. I don't care if you did. If you didn't have a mother or father, you have love around you. You have somebody who acted as a mother or acted as a father to you. If you're surrounded by love, that is a good thing, because you know what? 
All the money in the world couldn't buy you genuine people, genuine people or couldn't buy you love. And, and that's real. Love is everything. And if you have family, I know family, we get into it. We don't talk. We don't speak about some of the most smallest things to the most biggest things. But family sometimes is all you got. Your friends could be like family. That's all you have. If you have love around you, and I'm, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So I just encourage you to wake up and, and count your blessings and, 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 and love on the people around you and love the people that love you. You know, we so sometimes you worry about the things you don't have or you worry about who don't support you or you worry about who's not around you. Look at the people who who is around you look at the people who do support you look at the people who who genuinely love you for you that's what I would encourage you because here he is we have a 13 year old boy who's saying he's trying to make light out of this like he's looking at the the positive things in it and he's trying to keep going forward and staying motivated and 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 surrounded by love would you say that you're surrounded by love Corian? Yes. You you say you're surrounded by love? 100%. 100%. Oh, that's real good, Corian. That's really good. So tell me how have your life changed since then, since you lost your mother? I stopped doing a lot of things I used to do. Like, uh, I feel like I changed my crowd around a lot. I don't really go outside a lot. I don't hang with the people I used to hang with a lot. I don't, I don't do, like, I don't smoke weed a lot. I mean, I don't smoke weed no more. None of that. Yeah, that's good. See, and he's putting it out there, though. He got in trouble. He tried things that he wasn't supposed to try and, and, and been in trouble and everything, but his life has changed for the good. Would you say, Corian? Yes. Yeah, you, you know you've been in some trouble, and it's okay. But you're better now, right? Yes. And those things meant you no good. You see that, right? Yes. And what have I always told you about the crowd? The crowd I used to hang with really not going to get me nowhere. Yeah. If, you, if the, the crowd you hang with, like, if they bad, like, who you hang around is what you is, basically. There you go, Corian. You want to encourage somebody today? Yes. What would you encourage uh, kids that's getting into trouble that's your age or who not listening to their parents or uh, just out here doing what they want to do. It's a reason why they tell you that. And I was one of those kids that did not listen for nothing. And I didn't believe what she was saying was true. But now I really see why she told me that. Like she told me, me and my brothers all we got. I really, I really didn't think that. Every time she told me that, I used to say in my head, I'm all I got. But now, me and my brother don't get along, but I know if it ever comes down to it, that's all I got, me and my brothers. That's all you have. Brothers argue. Y'all, y'all the kids. Y'all gonna have y'all little arguments. You know that? Yeah. Oh, did you know me and your mama used to have when we was little? You know, she used to tell on me, and I used to get in trouble all the time by your grandma. Oh, man. I always used to be in trouble, Corian. You know that? Yeah. So it's okay to cry as you crying, you know. I cry, I think about her, and it's sad. But you know what? You surrounded by love, and I love you. You know that? Yes. Right. And it's okay. 
It's okay to cry and let your tears flow because you're releasing some of the stuff that you're holding in. And I always tell you, it's not good to do what? Hold it in. No, it's not good. And you're you're auntie me. I used to be the same way. I used to hold stuff in. It's not good for you to hold it in because it just burns you up inside. And as much as you hold in, you can't hold it. You only can hold it for so long before you just explode, you know? So it's good that you release it. If you feel like you got to release bit by bit, you can go ahead and release bit by bit. You are in counseling now, right? Yes, I'll be back in uh, next Thursday or Tuesday, I think. Next Thursday or Tuesday? Yeah, they had to find me a new counselor. A new one? Yeah. So how has it been going since you have been going? Uh, I feel more relief. I can talk about them. I mean, I'm not talk about them. I can talk about how I'm feeling. And she tells me, she tells me, like, uh, how to solve it. You can solve it by coloring. Uh, you can, you know, do, you can, you can sing, write notes. She gave me a journal. You can write, you can write, uh, you can write your journals in there and everything. <laughs> so do you feel like therapy or counseling is helping you? Yes, but I don't really use that. I think, uh, I think my, like, what she told me, she told me I can use my journal and stuff to write how I feel, but I don't think I like that. I think, from for me, I like when I rap, because when I rap, I can just let my emotions out and then listen to it over. I do it on my phone, though. You know, that's a form of writing, too, though, right? Yeah. It's almost like poetry, you know that? Yeah. So for those that that's listening now and tuned in, if you don't know, my nephew, Corian, was a rapper. Still is, but he have a whole video out. This boy made a whole album, okay? He made a whole album. How old was you when you made that album? I was like seven, seven or ten, one of those. Seven or ten, Corian. Uh, I think I was like seven. Seven. I think he was like eight years old. Probably one of those. Yeah. He think he's just so old he forgot when he used to rap. I can't take you. What was your rapper name? Lil Sue. Lil Sue. Yes. How did you feel your mama first put you in the studio? I didn't really know how to feel. I was really young. I just knew like I gotta get in here and you know, rap rap something. And they missed they mixed and mastered it. And it came out how it was, and the song is called Lil Sue, Who She With. Who She With, yes. They can look it up on what? YouTube. Yes, I see your views on YouTube. You hit, you at 1K. Oh, man. You had a hot, hot album, Corian. you know that? Oh, my God. So, the little girls up the street from my house used to knock on my door. When this man, oh, my God. This man had a fan club. He had girls knocking on my door from up the street, asking me, is my nephew shooting a video for his song, his new song, and can they be in the video? Corian, was you telling these girls this? I think I was. I think I told them I was going uh, <laughs> to have a performance at Markham. I mean, Markham Theater or something. Skating rink. You know what it is, because you, like, you used to love to be at Markham Skating Rink. Oh, yeah, I used to be there all the time. That was, that was my home. Yes, we know that was your home, Corian. This man used to, every Saturday, feel like he had to be at Markham Skating Rink. But you know what? I can't even be mad because when I was younger, I used to try to get up there every Saturday, too. 
When we was younger, that was a place to be. And then his mama used to be at the skater rink too when she was young. Want to be at the skater rink on every Saturday. So I guess this happened generation to generation. Even my son used to try to get up there too. I don't know what they was doing up there. Uh huh. Uh, skating or whatever they was doing. But, you know, the kids loved to be at Markham Skater Rink and have a good time. And it was it's all fun and games. You used to love Markham Skater Rink? Yeah, I loved that. I had a whole lot of friends, though. But there was one crowd. I don't go there no more. You don't go there no more? No. Do you miss it? Yeah, he smiled. He miss it. <laughs> oh, okay. See, that made you smile. So, for those who don't know, tell everybody what type of person your mother was. She was a loving person. She was hard on you, but for a reason. She took care of her sisters. She had me at 16, still provided for me, had me clothes, food. She uh, had a good job, and she even paid half of, the, uh, half of my grandma rent because I was staying there. And she, she's a sister. She's a... She like she she's everything to me. She always was a giver, right? Uh-huh. She always was a giver. She always cared. She always cared. She definitely was strong-minded, you know, and Smart. she ain't take no crap. I'm gonna tell you that. She didn't, did she, girl? Nah. nah, she ain't take no crap. And uh, I think it's called micro what? Micro something. What's it called? What, microblading? Yeah, microblading. Yeah, she went to school for esthetician before she passed, and she was getting ready to close on her house. And, you know, it, it was a lot that a negativity that the, the news tried to put out there, but the news can't tell you anything. And and, and I, had to, I had to really deal with one journalist that tried to write out to me because I have reporters that reach out to me that ask me, um, do I mind speaking about my sister? And um, it was one in particular. He, I felt like he came to ask me to speak about my sister after he tried to be negative, put some negativity in in the news about her. And to me, I, I had to, like, how rude could you be? Like, someone just died and didn't deserve to die, and then here it is, you. How would you feel if somebody did your sister or your brother like that or your loved one like that? So to me, it was real disrespectful, it was foul, and I didn't appreciate it. And I actually had to let him know how I feel. Um, I didn't do it. The, 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 the news report with him. Um, and it was fresh after she passed. And I really, I had so many messages coming through and people reaching out. My head was spinning and I I still was feeling like, you know, life is really unreal at this moment, you know, and and how she left. And, And I really was hurt. My whole world just had shot like just shattered and and shut down. Um, I was close with my sister, you know. Um, I love my sister. And I know that my sister loved me and she loved her family and she loved her sisters and her brothers. And we all we got. In the end, we all we got. And that's why we teach our kids, like, y'all all y'all got. Your brothers, y'all y'all brothers keepers, you know. Uh, They don't have sisters, you know. But y'all y'all brothers keepers. Uh, and you know, I have a niece and you know, they are to stick together. So we are family and we're close and we try to stick together and a family, you know, we, we stay together. We, we, I definitely pray for my family and I love my nephews and 
when this happened, it really broke my heart. And I'm just glad to see that my nephews are smiling and that they are, uh, you don't feel depressed, do you? Or sometimes do you feel depressed? I never felt depressed. I just felt mad at the world. But I feel like uh, I know she's in a better place now. Mm-hmm. And I know she's doing good. Yeah, she's in a better place. And so I, tell me why did you feel that you were mad at the world? I was mad at the world, and I feel like I felt like the world was a bad place because just two times in a row, and it really hurt me because I didn't know how my brother was gonna react. I love my brother so much. I love both of them so much. I didn't know how they was gonna react. And my my littlest brother, one years old, I he's gonna never had no memories with her. He was gonna have pictures and fat pool. My my uh middle my middle oldest brother. His daddy, he, he lost his daddy. Now his mama. I ain't know how he was gonna react. But it made me feel better when I see him when I see him he still smiling at the funeral. He I ain't see, I never seen him cry. I know he cried. I ain't seen him cry. It made me feel good. He he cheered me up. He must definitely cheer me up. Yeah, because it's making me emotional. You need some tissue. Yeah, good. Okay. You want to take a break? Okay. I always just have to make sure that, you know, he's emotionally stable. And, you know, kids are kids and they are allowed to have their emotions and feel however they feel and be able to express their feelings um, freely. So I just want to make sure that you're okay. Um... I think that's good that you said you were worried about your brothers, you know? But you're still young. Even though you're the oldest, you still have feelings, too, you know? So I think that that is great and that you were worried about them. You actually was worried about them. You was worried about everybody when your mother passed. You were checking on... You checked on me, and I was like, this is crazy. You were checking on Bao, and I was like, Corian is checking on us? We should be checking on him, you know? But you was trying to make sure everybody was okay was that you just dealing with the pain of you trying to not uh you were just more worried about us or you just really was trying not to think about it like your own pain um it was I was thinking about child too but I was most definitely thinking about my grandma the most because she have a lot on her plate her mother is sick yeah and uh I was asking everybody if they okay, because it made me feel a little better, because I know, like, everybody is good. Like, I know they still hurting, but I had my moments when I cried. I know I tried to make a good face, smile in front of everybody, let them know I'm good, so they won't keep checking up on me. But when I'm by myself at night, like, when it happened, I couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep at all. Stayed up all night. And... I ain't used to cry a lot. I used to, I used to just, I used to listen to music, try to zone it out. I'd call my auntie because they was just beginning to get close. Like a year ago, they wasn't close, close, but they were close. They were just beginning to get close together. Used to come over our house every day, drink, uh, sit at the uh, my mama wine table. They used to drink wine and talk about how uh, we we used to get in trouble. <laughs> And I, I always laughed at it. It was always funny to me. Yeah, I mean, your mom would be over there. 
having our wine. Yeah. Yeah. This is life. But, yes. You know, you just never know. You just never, never know. But I thank God that um, before she left this, this earth that we was close and we did talk and we had our talks and... You know, we definitely uh, had our memories together. I, I thank God for that, you know. And you know, when you're growing up with your sibling, you be like, no, I want to take my sibling with me. I got my own friends. And I got my own, oh, just what y'all do now. I used to do that to your mama. You know that? I used to do that to your mama. It's like, I don't want to take her with me to the store. I want to go have my own friends. But now you see your mama, she share my friends with me. Yeah, you know one of them, Alicia. Uh huh. Yeah, she shared my friends with me, but and it's the same stuff y'all do now. Y'all want to be bothered with your brothers. That's why I tell y'all to be bothered with your brothers now, right? Yes. 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 Cause it seemed like what y'all ain't close, but brothers and sisters are always close. Did you know that? Yeah. Yes. Close. Gotta be close. So, what is the number one memory you miss about your mother? Um, she used to. My mom is funny. She not she corny, but she funny. It's like funny to me, but she real corny, so it's real funny. She used to uh, when she cussed me out. It's funny, like everything she used to do was funny. <laughs> nah, I used to get in trouble. When, when I used to get in trouble, it wasn't so funny. Yeah, I bet it wasn't. When you had to be on punishment. I remember you was on punishment. You was trying to go ride that dirt bike and get caught. Yep. You tried to take the dirt bike out the, out the garage and still get caught. And your mama always called so much, your nephew back in trouble again. <laughs> and you ain't think you was going to get caught riding your dirt bike in the cold. But what about when you ran out of gas on your dirt bike? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I guess she got mad because she had to go to work. And I had to watch my brothers, but I had ran. I had my bike had stopped on me, so I couldn't really do nothing but walk it. Mm-hmm. This man is crazy. This he used to do our type of stuff. <laughs> uh huh. And then the babysitter showed up. Corian, Corian had something against babysitters, didn't you? Yes, you did. Then I think I, you always try to run a babysitter. I think he watched too many of those movies where you try to run the babysitter away. I think that's what it was, Corian. Huh? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, because you always wanted to 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 do Korean. I'm trying to get to the skatering, but I'm glad that you are able to smile and you're able to talk about, you know, your mother, and you're able to talk about your brothers. And do you what do you feel, what do you feel like is a great influence to you right now that's around you? I feel like Tierra is a great influence to me right now. Tierra, my uncles. Definitely my man. Cause uh, like he teach me how to work on cars so I can if if my plan A don't work out, I can have a plan B for life. And I feel like Tierra is uh is a good person because she keep us the family in good spirits and she's she's an amazing person. Don't make me cry on my podcast, okay? Don't do that, Korean. Oh, that was sweet, Korean. You're an amazing person, too. You know that? Yes. You are a great person, and you're going to be great, and you're going to do great things. You just have to believe in yourself, and you can't let bad situations in your life stop you from being great. And we always tell you to make your mother proud, right? Yes.
Yes, and I think she'll be proud of you now. You came a long way. And y'all doing really, really good, too. Really good. Coriel doing his work, his, his homework. He's he's doing good at school. He's focused. You know, he's smiling. He out here trying to get a job, make some money. So he, he can't... Yeah, you use, use your mama debit card on the low, trying to order chains from Wish. <laughs> but... You work, you're trying to work and you're trying to be, you're trying to be somebody. You're trying to be somebody great. And I think that's good. And you could encourage other kids, Corian, that's going through the same stuff that you're going through as well. You know, so I encourage you to be great. So this is something that you want to say to the world before we end the podcast with you. (laughs) Wow, what you want to say? <laughs> I feel like uh, this happened for a reason. It, it was for me to better myself. She always told me, like, when I used to get in trouble, it's, it's like with the group I used to hang around, she told me it's two things you can be, dead or jail. And I never really used to listen. Everybody told me that they tried to send me to military school and everything. I feel like this was for me to better my life. And uh, get right, and you know. That's okay. I know you're crying. I want you to know this though, Corian, that this didn't happen because of something you did. You know. So I don't want you feeling guilty because your mother passed and you feeling like it's something that you did wrong and she's not here. Or you feeling like, oh, I got in trouble at school yesterday and now this has happened to my mother. This this is not because of something that you've done. I want you to understand that. This is not your fault and I don't want this weighing on your conscience, okay? You are a good kid. You're a kid. You know what kids do. You know how many kids get in trouble? All kids get in trouble. Your cousin just got in trouble. The other cousin been in trouble. You know, all kids get in trouble. So it's not just a you. But I think that's good that you said, I did this and it wasn't right, and I did that and, it's, and it wasn't right. I think that that's good that you are aware of things that you did and it wasn't right, and now that you're making it better, and you're making sure that you're better, and you're doing better. So I think that that is good, but I don't want you to ever feel like this is your fault because it's not your fault. You are a child. You're only 13 years old. You don't have the responsibility of the world on your shoulders right now. You are to stay focused, finish school, and go after your dreams and the things you love and the things you want to do. That's your focus for you to do for Coriana to be happy and for Coriana to smile and for Coriana to live and be a kid. Enjoy being a kid while you're a kid because when you become an adult, it gets real. You know, it gets real, for real. You don't want to be an adult just yet, Coriana. So I think that you're a good kid. Don't think that you're a bad kid because you've been in trouble. You're a good kid. It happens. Okay? So I want you crying or feeling like it's your fault. Did you ever feel like it was your fault? Yes, but I never really told nobody. And I feel that, and I'm encouraging you and letting you know that it's not your fault. It's not nothing that you did. It's just we have people in this world that make mistakes, and we have people in this world that are monsters. And there was a monster 
that did that, that I feel, to take somebody's life. You can, I feel you are a monster the way you just, the way she died, you know. When I seen the death certificate and, I, and, and it came back, like, how she died, I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And a lot of things I can't say regarding this case because it's still an ongoing case. But it's sad, you know. It's sad. It really is. Um, On her way coming home from work, she was killed. Her car off to the guardrail, and she with multiple gunshots. And to know that somebody shot her and and so many gunshots... in her car, you wanted her dead. And I'm just, I'm, I want to know why. I think that's all of us. We want to know why. You wonder about, one day you, you you wrote me, Corian, and you was like, they found the person who killed the uh, 11-year-old girl. Yes. Was you, was you wondering when they was going to find the person who did this to your mother? Yes, and, yeah, I was wondering... Because they had found the uh, the 11 year old killer that was in Harvey, the bullet went through the window, and they found the killer, and I ended up knowing the killer through somebody else. And uh, and I I just wondered when like they was gonna find my mama killer. When they was gonna find her killer? Yeah. So when they posted the little girl killer, it was. Somebody from the neighborhood you seen before? Yeah, I seen I seen him before. Through through the neighborhood. He was local all over the neighborhood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had seen they've been posted up the the guys from the eleven year old. Um 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 killings. But I wanna also just take this time too because I wanna thank everybody who reached out and the people who donated um came out to the funeral came out and supported our family encouraging words i also want to thank the let us live non-for-profit um group with ebony phillips this this woman this this let me tell you she was a blessing a, a true blessing she started this group called let us live it's a non-for-profit group um she helps families that's grieving. She she's in peace rallies. She helping families get justice. She with donations. She's helping you with court. You, they, they are a supportive group. Funeral calls. They're helping you. They whatever she can do, she's doing it. And I'm seeing this girl try to scrape up money and, and donate at the same time from her pockets and, and and struggling with her dealing with her own struggles and still out here trying to support families. And, and she supported the eleven year old girl the eleven year old girl that was killed in Harvey, um, Catavia. She supported that family. She supported our family when my sister um passed away. She donated, you know, and I thought this is a blessing, you know, with all the stuff that she's going through. I definitely encourage you to follow Let Us Live. It's a Facebook group called Let Us Live and it's with Ebony Phillips. She is the founder of the group. Um donate to her if you can donate to her uh follow her um we 
I, I encourage you, Miss um, Ebony Phillips, to keep going. And I think that it is a good deed that you're doing. And I want to thank you for blessing our family and keeping us uplifted. She had a brunch over the weekend for the Let Us uh, Live group. I think that she's an amazing person. And she dealt with losing somebody close to her. This girl has an awesome testimony, too. And I definitely am, I want to bring her on the podcast. Uh, I want her to tell her own story. Her story is amazing. And, and she has a reason why she started Let Us Live. And, you know, she lost somebody dear to her, you know. And I think that this girl is amazing. I think that she is a blessing. And I... I thank I'm I'm thankful for her and her donations and I'm thankful for the Let Us Live group. Um I'm thankful for everybody who reached out, who encouraged, who donated, who've done all that they could do, even with words, prayers. I thank you all for lifting our family up. And I think that it <laughs> it it is a blessing. I don't even know, straight from the heart. Um I thank you all for for tuning in and I just encourage if you know any information on what happened to my sister to please call leave a tip anonymously like you just heard her son speak and I think he's very courageous he's very brave and I think that you know he's hurting he's hurting still about his mother and he's still going he's trying to keep going and I I am encouraged and inspired by him alone so for you if you know anything just please speak up. That's all I'm asking. And I'm also asking to keep our family lifted in your prayers. And I thank all my listeners for tuning in. I thank you for tuning in to the first episode. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode. Thank you so much. And I I really appreciate it. I am blessed and I'm counting my blessings. And I thank God for even allowing me to be a voice on Positive Vibes podcast. And I just want to encourage you all as well to count your blessings and keep going and it's all going to be great i thank you so much and i just want to play this snippet of my sister um kiara she made a song for our sister sierra and i just i want to play this heading off the show so i thank you guys for tuning in to positive vibes podcast and you have a beautiful blessed day Thank you and follow me, your girl Tierra Lee. Always be